welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're really excited today. We have two actors here today to talk with us about a movie that just premiered uh, on Up TV, and it's going to be playing again this throughout the season. Uh, we watched Christmas on Fifth Avenue, and I really enjoyed it. So we're so excited to have Catherine Davis and Olivier Renault here to talk about their film. And thank you so much both for coming on the podcast. Thank you thank so much. Yes. Thanks for having us both. Yeah. So what we like to do is give you both a chance to introduce yourself and uh, and tell us a little bit about how you kind of got started in, in acting and, and uh, working in films. So Catherine, why don't you start? Sure. So hello, I'm Catherine. Um, originally hail from the southwest of England, but I've been living in Canada on and off since I was little. I use an American accent, though, in this movie, so hopefully you can't tell. Yeah, I started, like, I was exposed to pantomimes, ballet, theater, musical theater shows growing up. So my mom always, every single birthday, we would go see a show or something. So I was, always loved it from the get-go. And then I was doing theater pretty much throughout all of high school. And then when I left high school, I was like, okay, well, I want to study this professionally. So I ended up trying out for some these programs and got into a Bachelor of Fine Arts acting program in Toronto, which is where I hail from now. And um, all together was a four-year program. From there, I've been working professionally, I like to say, in various sorts of like, video games and TV film. And yeah, I'm a classically trained theater actress, but mostly the, the medium of, of TV and film is where I ended up branching into. So that's a bit about right. me. That's great. Uh, what about you, Olivier? Hey, everyone. My name is Olivier. Um, I guess I have that in common with Catherine. I'm also uh, trained in theater. Um, I, am, I was born in Ottawa, uh, Canada, and I lived abroad most of my life. And I came back to Montreal to study uh, business, of all things. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, joined a cheerleading squad, got cast by Cirque du Soleil, went on tour, loved it, uh, then decided I didn't want to do that anymore because um, sometimes it's really painful, um, and, and then decided to go to New York and uh, live there for four years and stun study theater under uh, William Esper and Terry Knickerbocker, um, which changed my life for the best. Came back to Montreal and then Toronto uh, and started doing film and TV ever since. So it's been three, three years now that I've been living in Toronto. Um, but yeah, just like Catherine, I guess I'm, 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 I'm trained in theater, so. Was, was it in Toronto where you like auditioned and, and uh, were cast for, for uh, this movie? For both of us, yes. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a, a COVID. Um, I'm pretty sure Ollie, you got a direct offer. I had to do like a, a last, very, very last minute audition. Like I had oh, to, really? to get the audition in. Uh, it was with Brain Power, who we both worked with before, and um, yeah, I, I had to do it via like you know self tape remotely because of the the current climate. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. true. Because of COVID, a lot of things were different. I I, I did get a direct offer, but. You're making me think, Catherine. We met. We met on the set of uh, the Wedding Planners quickly, briefly. Yeah. yeah. Where I was, uh, yeah. I was like, oh wow, who is who is this person? She's so lively. And then, lo and behold, fast forward like a year later, we get to we get to share the screen together, which was yeah. a really really nice surprise. So, yeah, I was lucky. I got an offer, but uh, yeah, Catherine's right because of COVID. It's just it's just it was different. Hopefully, we'll get back to some normalcy soon. Yeah. When you auditioned, did you audition in the American accent or in your regular accent? No, uh, American. So they, they really wanted to, to test me because some of the projects I've done with Brain Power before, it's been English accent and then North American. So they wanted North American. And ah. uh, yeah, my audition, it, the actual audition scene itself was the big confessional, not to give any spoilers away, but the whole... Um, Hmm, how do I describe this? Like now, we're 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 gonna give spoilers. So okay. <laughs> the movie's already come out. I feel like it's okay. Fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Confessional scene between Eva and Lucas. Uh, that was my audition piece. So throw it in on the heavy side there, definitely. Yeah. 
So right into it. Yeah. yeah. So how did you, how did you get such a good American accent? That must've been a process. It's, um, I think when in Canada on and off, um, I've, I can sort of slip into it. If I have a script, if I'm doing it sort of on the fly, you know, I, I go into my head and I pronounce something and I'm like, Oh, no, that wasn't, that wasn't North American sounding they, you know, on the vowels, something like that. But with a script, I can kind of drop into it. And then we have a great uh, sound engineer on set as well, Bobby, that was, if he heard something like a little bit of a, an inkling, he'd kind of give me a whisper in the ear and I would be like, okay, cool. Next take, going to nail that one. So yeah, I had a routine for me. And um, for the most part, like, I think uh, the production manager that I did some voiceover with after remotely, she was like, I had no idea you were English. Oh, well, (laughs) yay. (laughs) (laughs) Because, um, that, yeah, that was sort of one of the uh, the kind of pressures I felt to make sure that I had that yeah. flawless accent coming through. So hopefully, I think you did a great job. It Yay. was it was really good. And I thought that the two of you had really good chemistry in the movie. And I was just curious if you did like a chemistry read or anything like that. No, no, no we did before. I, well, briefly, not never directly in scenes, but we'd been in like holding together, mm-hmm. and then when I found out you were cast, we sort of touched base over Instagram and then kind of did some readings um, via Zoom as well. Like we were working through the script, just getting to know each other a little bit more about maybe three weeks before we went to camera. And then throughout the process, we would sort of work together, um, rehearse lines even at nighttime after we'd finished kind of things. So it was all about sort of building like a trust between us because there's no intimacy that you have to portray on camera and everything you just want to make sure that you're you're connected and we like to challenge each other a lot I I feel um Ollie I'm not sure what you think but definitely we like to um sometimes this genre has a bit of a formula um and I don't want to say an inevitability but um definitely we're seeing things in the script and we had a very safe environment with Amy Force the director that we were able to kind of you know question things and change things and you know switch things around to our language so that it could kind of it was a little bit more um truthful I think yeah so you had some flexibility with the script a little bit Mm -hmm. well we well some flexibility (laughs) um but definitely there was a sort of ad hoc um I want to say effort to sort of get to know the person behind the character. Um, as, I, as I mentioned, I, I remember us meeting at, uh, at Brainpower before, uh, and I, I feel like we kind of just clicked when we met at, uh, for wedding planners. And I think that the people at Brainpower sort of know, they're, they're very, really good at casting. Rebecca Lamarche is really good at understanding and seeing, oh, this person would, you know, would, would fit really well with this, this other person. I think she has an eye for casting. And, you know, there's, I don't think enough uh, can be said about the, the process and the, and the gift of casting. I think it's, it's something that we over, just overlook a lot of the times. And if there's any, if, if there is, and I, I do agree with you, there is really good chemistry between us. There's also work to be done. And I think that we did exactly what we needed to do, which is to say, as, as you mentioned, we would meet, have conversations and honestly, not just talk about the, uh, pro- you know, the project itself, but even just ideas, like get to know the person in front of you. I, you know, I had, I had the, I, I really enjoyed getting to know Catherine on, on, a, on a personal level and, and seeing what her ideas were. I didn't know that she you know, that she, where she came from and all that stuff. So I get to, to speak to that person directly when, you know, the lines that I can't really change um, yeah. um, are presented before me. And she's right. I mean, working with Amy is such a delight uh, because she offers questions. She, you know, what if, or what do you think about dot, dot, dot. And that challenging, I think, then uh, pushes both of us to look at it differently and there's a huge, huge sense of play, especially, um, you know, from from Catherine's side. I think that because she's trained that way, right? I mean, you you you're always bringing. She was always bringing something new to the game, so <laughs> um, it was fun to see how much we could push the envelope, and then maybe sometimes reel it back because I tend to go a little far. Well, yeah, it was really important because it's almost the whole movie is just the two of you in the apartment. Yeah. 
So if the chemistry is not there, it would be insufferable. You wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't enjoy it, but I thought it was. So it really, it worked for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about that moment where I get hit in the face with the door. I, I kind of wanted to offer that to Catherine to say, Hey, how much fun would it be to you, to you, if you were, were to hit me in the door and hit me in the face with the door, with the door. And uh, oddly enough, she, she jumped at that opportunity. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was your, uh, you came up with that because that was a really funny scene. I it was a great meet you. And then when uh, when you've got the candy cane. <laughs> oh yes, that that was that was, that was really, funny. really fun. That, again, that was like, Amy being very very open to the idea. We had a lot of really silly behind the scenes shots of us like pretending to duel with candy canes and everything. <laughs> and uh, yeah, when it was scripted, it's sort of like you know we run up and it was scripted that Eva wields it like a weapon. And I was sort of thinking like, like maybe baseball. And I was like, yeah, you know what? it's good. Tribute to the swashbuckling movies I've grown up watching and loving and stuff. So we try to. Yeah. Someone with my yeah. skill can turn anything into a weapon. You got it, girl. Absolutely. That's good. That's good. <laughs> it's hard to not laugh at that moment. It was hard. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God like, that shot had, it was like a, a was considered a dirty shot on Ollie's back. So he didn't have to see his face or anything. Like probably more the eye rolling. I think generally we would uh, bring out in each other like, oh God, really? Oh yeah. no. <laughs> well, and I liked that you had the uh, the conversation of that it, that, your, that your character Olivier was the, Olivier is a, is a sad alone Scrooge, not a mean Scrooge. And I, cause I think that that's key in this movie as well because your character is very grumpy at least for a lot of the movie but he's not i don't think he's he's not mean he's not unlikable but just kind of sad yeah i think lucas you know we all have bad days and then bad days translate into bad weeks and then so on and so forth and you know when we do have that reveal that he's um you know he's a widower or or has lost someone very important in his life it's sort of we sort of understand we, we get to appreciate where he's coming from, even though, you know, <laughs> there's this, this angel from above being sent to, to get him out of his rut. Um, uh, it's just, I guess it's just fun to see him, to see the character go through the, the troves of, of, and the difficulties of, yeah. of wanting to stay so attached to the identification of like, oh, you know what, this is what I do. And I eat, <laughs> I eat, you know, uh, granola bars and I drink espresso and that's just what I do. And um, I thought they were um, noodles, Mr. Noodle things. Oh yeah, the, the yeah, espresso noodles. Yeah. <laughs> granola bar. Okay, you're a little healthier than, than I suspected. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just going off of what was there I liked how uh, everything in the apartment just slowly started to morph as like you got more got to know each other more and you all of a sudden there's like there's there's decor on the kitchen cabinets and things like that <laughs> like, yeah a, a gift kind of like explodes and there's like <laughs> overnight magic Eva is uh determined to uh get the magic going and uh overnight I think the first encounter that we have with each other and then my conversation with the parents I'm like hmm well I've got five hours before I have to be up decorate yeah. so, so did you guys shoot yeah. this in Toronto in, in Toronto so was it filmed yeah just north of Toronto okay. so yeah, yeah around that area and then around huge lake ontario just around the um the lake a little bit some of the outside shots were filmed in hamilton as well so now since catherine since you're a trained singer was it hard for you to actually sing off key <laughs> did you have to focus there was a little part of me that was sort of like he came up to you at one point and said, let it loose sort of thing i'm like okay because there was a little part of me that just wanted to be a little bit more conservative about sort of bellowing out in off like um off-key manner itself um so it it was like yeah a little tricky and those are actually like sound muffling those headphones as well so I literally could not hear yeah I'm sorry what in the middle of it so uh a little bit of a challenge especially because yeah. it's like a, a you know a, a Christmas site uh hymn I suppose that I've done like on and off since I was little everything yeah. that yeah, like, you know, growing up in primary schools in the UK and having to do like Christmas pageants and everything each year. 
So yeah, that was, that was a fun scene. Definitely. So, uh, so when, when you Olivia have to, when you scold her for granting wishes for her job, that's a tough scene. I feel like, cause that's pretty harsh that he, you know, she has to make a living and he knows that, but he's just kind of bitter. I don't know. How did you approach that scene? Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, th- I think as actors, we just have to, to play every note of our emotional piano. And I think that, you know, every, even, even the, the people we love the most can be a source of, of anger. So it was, it was terribly easy to go there. Um, but I, the minute I would look at Catherine, I'd be like, oh, I can't get mad at her. So I had to, <laughs> I had to find something that I had, to, and I'm never going to reveal this, <laughs> but I had to find something that she would either do or say that would, that would get me angry. And then it would get me there. Um, and uh, no, there's nothing to reveal. It's just, I think there's a particularization that we need to do. And I think that that's, that's just the fun part of acting is to, to de- and, it, and it's fun within the frame of, of what Catherine was talking about of, of this movie to have that opportunity to, I mean, that I was at a three there, but um, you know, to, to go to those places uh, just because it's so difficult. I mean, I mean, look at her. <laughs> well, it makes, it makes the ending when you talk about uh, the, uh, the, um, uh, that you had been in the stark place and, and all this stuff that it makes that more meaningful because we've seen it. Like we've seen the transformation in uh in the movie of the character exactly yeah Yeah. and i think that if we want to have that moment shine then i have to go to those places the 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 sort of like the the the, the ebbs and flows of those places so that the character can be justified at the end and and again um you know i i i love having a partner uh like catherine who can just play with me the whole time and and catch me on the other other the other end of that but also you know, having Amy say, try it, just see what happens. And then, you know, we're, we'll reshoot it and we'll reshoot it. So we had, at least in my opinion, an incredible sense of play. There was just a lot of play and, you know, discovering that, that frame. It. Yeah, there's a, there's a frame that you get to play in and then we get from that whatever they want to put on the final cut. But it, there's nothing more fun for an actor, at least in my opinion, to have that space of 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 discovery that laboratory of you know let's have a process rather than just a a result so i was really i was really happy for that i liked the two scenes one where you're making the the grilled cheese that was cute i thought that was fun and then also the whole scene with the gingerbread house yeah that was my favorite too yeah Yeah, because gingerbread houses are impossible (laughs) they're so would not break. Uh, Paul Wampa <laughs> that designed all of the, the food. Olivia, you cannot take credit completely for that grilled cheese. You know, it was Paul that was doing that for us. I was just about to say that grilled cheese is not mine. That is all Paul. <laughs> no, I mean, um, oh my gosh, how many were, uh, ooh, I, d- I dread to think how many there were, but that gingerbread house, there was no way that was going to shift. It was so solid. So sort of playing on the, uh, the fragility of that um, gingerbread house. Literally, I think if you if you pushed it between me and the gingerbread house, I would give way. You know that that thing was not going to be moving anywhere. It's like super glued together. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. They just fall apart like <laughs> nightmare. So I I thought that was funny and a, a fun moment between the two of you. And like I feel like this movie, it transitioned from the you know enemies kind of it did enemies to lovers really well that trope and you have to and it's tricky because if you keep them against each other for too long then you don't like either of them and you don't want them to get together and you don't feel the chemistry but you, so you have to make it right at sort of the right moment and i think those two scenes are kind of the key moments of when it kind of switched yeah, yeah and even in the writing i think that you know I mean, Eva's constantly, constantly, constantly and relentlessly offering, you know, new things. And I think that's, <laughs> I think that's what's beautiful. I think that, I mean, how, how many of us kind of can admit to the fact that we want a partner who will just, you know, show up for us all like over and over and over again. And, 
and then for for lucas to just finally go okay take stock like this person's pretty awesome yeah. <laughs> like, he's doing these things and just let go of that and um yeah i think the rhythm and the writing was was gave us that leeway we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast cozy up with a very bavarian christmas a delightful christmas novel by katie m reed Holly Noel Brigham is trapped back in her hometown personalizing ornaments at the mile-long Christmas store, and she doesn't even like Christmas. As Holly works through fractured relationships and embarrassing misunderstandings, she stumbles upon love in the Bavarian-themed town from which she tried to distance herself. Best-selling author Crystal Payne says this about a very Bavarian Christmas. If you're looking for a holiday-themed read that will warm your heart, but also make you think this is the perfect pick, the storyline and characters draw you in from the get-go, and you'll find yourself relating to their struggles and cheering for their victories. Available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Pick up A Very Bavarian Christmas for yourself and the Hallmark fans on your list at AVeryBavarianChristmas.com. That's a very Bavarian Christmas.com. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I really enjoyed the, uh, the whole scene at the, I guess it's the snowball. I mean, I thought that was a beautiful dress they had for you, Catherine. Yes. Yeah. I need the, um, two dresses to try. And one of them was very, very kind of, uh, one shoulder, big red frill around and oh. very, very form fitting. Like after, 12 hours of filming my belly would not be in the position I want it to be in and then I had that one which had the the layers of tulle and everything underneath and when they um you know I tried the two and of course it's it's up to the costume designers and everything for the final choice and the producers to approve everything so when I got to see that it was the green dress I was like oh yes and we had some um incredible costume team on set that you know like even the little belt and everything that's not originally with the costume so it's um Brain power themselves are incredible at a nurturing talent as well. They people in all positions of crew and even myself, like I started with a three-liner role back in 2018. And they've just they just nurture and allow you to A explore, but also to learn. It's like a it's very much like a set where, you know, the camera operators themselves, camera assistants, maybe it's, you know, their second project. So they're being entrusted each time going up and with the costume team and everything they they, they allow them to have that little say. So I think the belt choice, I believe, was um, Arthur. I think I have to throw it out to Arthur there because he said, oh, maybe, you know, put the little belt on. So, yeah, I liked it. It was good. Everything. And uh, we don't often get men in tuxes in these movies that's very rare and because usually it's like the hometown you know hunk in the in the small town so you're not getting tuxes and I was like yes <laughs> I love a good tux yeah yes. and I think that I think I have to echo what Catherine was saying there was there was a lot of there's a lot of attention to uh, to costume design and and there's again there's just it's a well-oiled machine. I think Brain Power does what it does best because of the fact that it listens, but also because it offers, um, you know, a certain space to try and 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 trial and error and play. And so it was. I didn't know that you guys didn't get a lot of uh, tuxes. I'm I'm sort of new at this, and um, but hey, I'm happy to hear. I mean, yeah. maybe call the people over at uh, whoever's making you know 007. Maybe see if they'll see me. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah more taxes please <laughs> it was good and then you get the whole thing with you, you untying the bow tie and that's, yes. that's just a yeah, sexy that was look cool. I'm that sorry. Was cool. yeah that was yeah. cool it was good and uh and then i loved the whole scene where y'all are watching the nutcracker or whatever it was the nutcracker music and you just get this like long lingering look at her which is such a usually it's in like the jane austen movies like you know that Darcy will just be like staring uncomfortably long at at Lizzie, but I love that whole thing. It's so romantic. I think like it, it probably shouldn't be romantic. It probably would make you very uncomfortable if someone's doing it in real life. But in the movies, I really yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, when you're doing it, or when you feel like you're doing it, you're kind of like, this is not okay. <laughs> okay. And that was also the first yeah. scene we shot it was so, oh really yeah that's interesting yeah 
so yeah, then you all have this fight uh, after the party, this fight, and in you, in you, Catherine, say your character says, "I want to find love. I, I think it's worth, uh, you know, searching for, but it doesn't seem to be finding me." And uh, I thought that was another good scene that I liked. I thought you did a good job there. Thank you. That one was one of the last scenes of the day and we had to kind of get it all under wraps pretty quickly. Um, I remember the producer showing up on set and everyone's like, <gasps> kind of thing, like, you know, we gotta get, gotta get everything moving. And um, again, I, I, we had so much um, opportunity to kind of play because um, not sure if you do hear in the scene, but I mispronounce the word canapé and um, that wasn't scripted. So that okay, was- Okay, yeah. Sure, Ollie, you figured that out. You're like, oh, it'd be fun if it was sort of that. And Amy just was like, let's try it. And I think we did one take where I do it normally. And then the other when I was um, mispronouncing. And um, what I did actually love about the end result of it is that it had the little play shot on you, Ollie, as well as being like, canapes. You know, just this bewilderment that I could pronounce that word wrong. And I had no idea that they'd actually like locked that in as coverage on you. So that made me, um, that gave me a good smile. That, that made me smile a lot yeah. there. But yeah, that was, um, again, a scene that when you have a partner like Ollie that is so receptive and very giving, it's it's easy to find that vulnerability. But at the same time, like, you know, Amy, the director, she was saying like, don't, don't make her too, um, she said not whiny but you know she's she like you want to root for her still you don't want to make her seem like because one take I've yeah. been really like why well, didn't want to find me and she said like, no have like you know a strength under that just almost yeah, yeah but like a bewilderment that you just don't understand that so much love that you give out in the world if it's you know the universe granting it back that I don't seem to I seem to be a bit devoid in that area of my life so um I think yeah the is that it played really well yeah, and, and well, your character could have easily been a manic pixie dream girl kind of character, uh, you know, that's only there to make the man happy, which I don't, I don't care for that trope. But I think that you had enough sort of story and weight upon your own character, like you didn't exist in the story only to cheer him up and make him happy. Uh, and so I think that, that 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 could have easily gone that way, but it didn't. So I was glad for that. Mm -hmm. knowing knowing Amy and knowing Catherine it would have never gone that way and <laughs> and that's why we had a powerhouse team working on this and and just such beautiful like a beautiful way of looking at things going oh we see where the trap is let's just take a let's just go right over that or right like let's not fall into that trap yeah so then you have the proposal that you're the wish proposal thing that you're uh, managing. And then he brings your parents into town. That was, and then you kiss him at, when you see that. And, and I thought that was such a cute scene yeah. that you're just like, you just went for it. It was great. Yeah, that was, um, oh my gosh, was that day three, four? It was pretty early on. Yeah, I yeah. remember being surprised, doubly surprised. <laughs> that's good yeah. yeah um yeah when he does this surprise of uh, my parents being there uh it was an incredibly hot day and we were just sort of layered up you know as you do you film christmas movies in the middle of the summer so um i just remember yeah being extremely hot and getting that shot and everything like sometimes we're up on apple boxes and you know like um I guess elevated a little bit just because everything is about you know framing and um you know they're spraying fake snow all over the bright green leaves everything in this park and um I remember like yeah a few times like the box is not quite being level as I have to go in and kiss and then I have to back up and I'm like <laughs> trying to hope that I'm not going to fall flat off of the uh the boxes sorry I have such a yappy little puppy in my building right now Daddy. we're pet friendly <laughs> podcast it's fine <laughs> Yeah, I liked it. It was just, it was really cute. It was true to her character. And it was fun to see his uh, uh, response to Lucas's response to that moment. It was great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 And I, I think the way it was, we, we, we set it up. There was, a, <laughs> I, I think I may have like misread or I don't really remember, but I was surprised that we were, you know, the kiss is sort of the pivotal moment in, in these types of movies and so 
we sort of broke that formula by yeah. having you know that kiss happen Earlier. and I, it, it sort of threw me for a loop because i i thought well already is this wait what, which scene are we filming what when, when, when is this in the story etc yeah and so i think carrying that into the character really helped the the reaction um yeah so it's funny yeah, I I really like that too. That a lot of times you get the near kiss at about that moment, and but here she just went for it, and that was true to her personality. It was yes. cute. Yeah, it was. It was. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that T-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Then we have this whole scene where she puts her heart out there and she says, all I want is to love someone. I'm falling in love with you. And I've never once had to put on an act. And I just, that was so like sad when you're, you're holding her hands and you just walk away. And oh, I was like, oh, <laughs> that was very good. You did a good job with that. That was tough. That was tough. Yeah. I mean, it, there's so much being received from, from, from what, you know, Eva is saying, but you know, but Catherine is is saying through Eva that you know as an actor and as a person I just want to give her a big old hug <laughs> um and so and so yeah I didn't I actually I remember having a hard time thinking oh how do I break free from this and this is when Amy this is when Amy was really helpful um you know she even helped choreograph that moment to have it look um more organic and settling into that moment of just you know undoing that undoing that you know it's like a bridge being built and I, and I just light it on fire uh ever so subtly and um it really helped to have her there to just say hey what what would it be like to just let go of something that could potentially be really good for you and that stuck with me that stuck with me and it really helped it reverberated throughout the rest of the shoot I believe um but again I, I think that it really helped to have her choreograph that or help choreograph that and, and, and have so much sincerity and generosity from Catherine. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I just needed to, I just needed to react. That was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not much and, work. And just leaving her leaving off with love is a gift, not a curse was just such, it was so good. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so then we get the ending uh, with you, you being her final wish granted for Christmas and you first you get his book which i thought was cute and then i just loved it it was so romantic i they i was i was living in the dark for three years i want to spend the rest of my life with you i love you my heart is yours forever if you'll have me my heart that was so good yeah i mean and it's such a short period of time but like i bought it i thought it was yeah, I, I sometimes when you know, you know, I think. And in this case, these two characters, they knew they didn't need any mm-hmm. more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's I think it's akin. And I don't know what you think about this, Catherine. I think we we even talked about that um, while we were talking about the different scenes. But, you know, this was shot during a pandemic uh, quarantine. We're trying our best to, to respect uh, the ever changing um needs of what we needed to do around COVID-19 and I don't know about you guys but a lot of stories started popping up for me around my my social circles about people either breaking up or getting married and having kids after knowing each other for four weeks and 
you can't, I mean, I, I chose, I think we chose not to ignore some of that stuff just to, to say, well, okay, well, what's the culture of what's happening outside of what we're shooting and how can we use it to, to infuse what's happening inside? And, and it's not, it's not beyond the realm of imagination that these people could have met in a, in a pandemic and just said, okay, well, now we have to live together. Um, <laughs> how do we make this work? Yeah, that's a good point that uh, that it did kind of, it had that one room kind of quality that a lot of us experienced for like two years. Yeah, yeah, that was, that's true. And, you know, her true response, of course I will. I love you, Lucas. It was so cute. It's very good. <laughs> like she knew there was no, no doubt. Yeah. Um, and then he opens the diamond store for her on Christmas. I hope you can go in there and pick one you like and wear it for the rest of your life. I've never heard a proposal like that before, but it was so cute. I enjoyed it. <laughs> was that like a real diamond store that you were in front of? It was um, a bridal store. Okay. So not specifically diamonds itself, but all of the attire, everything for weddings. Mm -hmm. It was really sweet being in there and being processed, you know, with makeup and hair. And on the walls were all pictures of brides that have been, you know, have gone there for their gown fittings and everything and then gotten married. And so their pictures of their big day were on there. Um, the proposal day itself was uh, something that Brain Power had never seen before, and we were literally, what was it? What would you describe it as, Ollie? A typhoon? It was, I was going to ask if it was rainy. It seemed it like it was, was rainy. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was raining sideways. <laughs> I think early June. Yeah. Freezing cold. So the, <laughs> the pink on our noses, that's not makeup, that, or the breath coming out, that's not, uh, you know, special effects after that was the, the real thing. Um, we actually had to wrap early that day. We had one more scene to film outside that day. And we just, they were like, we can't do this. So they wrapped and we uh, ended up like going, going home a bit earlier that, that production day itself. But um, it was, it was still very sweet. I think almost Ollie had to not laugh a few times when it was, the rain was in my direction. <laughs> Eyelashes down here on some shots, and they'd have to bring me back in and literally try and blow dry us and pat us down dry and then put us back out. But the crew were just say like, titans that day. They, you know, they, there's um, a lot of, you know, they they kind of um, I don't know. They really looked after Ollie and I and and everything, but everyone else was in it with us. So you know, at the end of the day, we're like, thank you so much. Thank you know, Aaron, our our um first AD and everything he was outside with our director of photography Jeff the whole the whole day they didn't have any any respite from that cold and um yeah it was that was a challenge in itself professor love in the middle of a storm yeah yeah that's I, think interesting. It, I think it really helped I think it really also <laughs> it really um brought that sort of New York texture of you know how you still show up for work it's raining but you still go to you still go to work and you know the oversized i, I kind of wish we had had even if even if as a prop a um you know an umbrella because i feel like if i was standing there i'd probably have an umbrella oh, yeah. and uh, that and cute. have that whole thing of like i've been waiting for you and i kind of feel like it fits mm -hmm. and there's another thing one beautiful thing about that shoot day was that it was cold it was wet um I mean, I think there was issues as well with like subs or something like everything was just not working. And um, a lot of us, including myself, were kind of like, oh, man, like this is so tough. And, you know, it's so easy to just get lost in, you know, <laughs> reactivity to what's happening. And then I look over to my shoulder to my left and I see Catherine and she's, as I said, it's raining sideways and her smile is just incessant from ear to ear and she's coming in and out of holding just like oh my god we're doing a movie we're making a movie and I'm like why can't I why can't I have that like and then I just decided I would and then it made things better but to have someone like that and I just remember having a conversation with several departments going how does she do that where does she get that energy and um it made me really, really grateful for, 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 for the present. As she said, as Catherine said, we were all in this together. Um, and it made me really question how I show up in life and on film and on, and on in every waking situation that you can either choose 
to say, oh, it's raining sideways, my makeup, my hair, no, no, no. Or you can do what I call the Catherine method and just be like, hey, aren't we having the best time? It's raining on all of us. Yes, I love that. It's it's like a real life Lucas and Ava transformation. (laughs) But I think a couple of times, uh, the scenes, the day we filmed the gala, of course, depending on location uh, that you're using, sometimes you will shoot a number of scenes in all areas of the movie. So one of the scenes I'd filmed earlier that day was with Robert Ball and Cara. And it had been the proposed, you know, when he's in the hotel being like, oh no, I I want something bigger. I want something more grand. And then, you know, you get switched up and then you're in the gown and you're doing the gala sequence, everything. And um, I think I remember talking to you, Ollie, at one point and uh, I was standing in heels the whole day. And he's like, don't you, do you want to sit down or something like, are you tired? Because I'd been there since, you know, six in the morning or something. I'm like, nope. Just because for me, it's a, it is something that I I know that I, I wanted and I've, I've worked towards and to be granted the opportunity to have like the first lead and you know, carrying that weight on the shoulders the first day of filming, I was sort of like, kind of thing. And then I had so much support from my family and friends and beautiful actors that I worked with on set, like Randy Thomas and Tondra Richardson, who play my parents. Like my first scene of the entire film was post breakup in the restaurant with my parents. And we literally, I met Tonja that morning as we'd been driven up uh, an hour and a half to set. And then I met Randy in processing and they were just so warm and so supportive that, you know, I kind of got out of my head of feeling the pressure of, oh my gosh, you know, I've got to carry this. Oh no, you know, they're watching for my accent. Oh, that's, oh that. And just, you know, let it go and talking to my brother um as well that night he's just like get out of your head just just do it and then of course working with ollie was just a dream the whole sequence cara everything that you have such warm bodies and another thing brain power so good at is is bringing great people together no talent but also just warmth and and generosity of spirit as well that's great yeah you've got wonderful people that you get Mm -hmm. to you're making magic at the end of the day. I'm like, we're making a movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to be happy. Yeah. Well, I think it paid off. I really enjoyed it. I don't always do this, but I, I was, I, uh, I contacted Emily and I just said it up and I just said, I really liked this movie. I want to talk to them. And I think you did a good job. And we like to end our interviews with some fun, silly questions. So we have some Christmas questions that we will have for both of you. So first question, and we'll start with Catherine and then, oh, so what is your favorite holiday drink? Oh, you know what? I have to harken back to my English roots. Um, Harvey's Bristol cream. Oh, it's a sherry. So we have several bottles of that around Christmas time. You have it with some ice cubes. Oh, yeah. Some fun story that I've loved sherry since I was little because my parents would leave a glass around the house. Like my siblings and I would be back on there. <laughs> Harvey's Bristol cream. <laughs> what about you? What's your favorite? Uh... Um, this is going to sound super French, but it's also the only time I allow myself to buy like nice bottles of champagne. Uh, Cure Royale, like a Cure Royale champagne with cassis, creme de cassis, and it's really good. Yeah, um, you see go. that, first, that first one. Nice. All right. Oh, good. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Oh, Lord. Oh, there's so many. Christmas is the most impossible time to maintain any kind of diet or lose weight yeah. or anything like that. So I'm just like, you know, go for it. Oh, there's so many because I love mince pies and custard. Like I grew up with that, which I understand mince pies are very much a confusion to North Americans. It's not mince meat. It's a fruit and yeah. that mixed with custard. Never so that- had one. Should try it sometime. It's delicious. And then... um chocolate swiss rolls they're not that easy but Mm -hmm. i'll still eat them yeah um i I mean i really like peppermint bark i don't know if that qualifies i just can't it's always like my mom and will meet and she'll make like a boatload of food and then she'll always have different stations of things just there for whenever you quote unquote need it so chocolate covered almonds and then peppermint bark is just <laughs> there in between 
you know, different servings. Um, so I, I guess that's as close as I get. So you have to tell Rachel about your tradition when you go home as well, before you're allowed to eat. I can't believe you remember that. I do, I do. This is one of our many in-depth uh, Zoom uh, <laughs> conversations prior to filming. So, OA, take it away, Ollie. Well, so my mom likes to cook a lot of food. If, even if there's for four people, she cooks for 20. And um, But we're not allowed to touch anything before we dance at least two songs um, <laughs> that she, uh, <laughs> two songs of her choosing. And I, I, I mean, I swear every year it gets weirder and weirder uh, just to see if we will do it. Um, but like, we have to dance two songs and we can't just pretend we have to dance. And then we kind of sit down laughing, half, you know, glowing from the sweat. And then we start to start to eat. So it's, it's, it's a weird tradition, but it's one that we've maintained forever. <laughs> Perfect. All right. What is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Oh, oh, um, I'm, I'm trying to think. Oh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. My brother and I did a show, um, gosh, this must be 10 years ago, before I'd started theater school, and it was a version of uh, Scrooge and Marley, and uh, we were part of the choir, and it was a cappella singing, and uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, when you hear all the harmonies of like soprano, alto, uh, baritone, and bass, it was beautiful. So even when I see my brother nowadays, it will just, we'll still like remember our harmonies and uh, and do that. Don't ask me to do it right now. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, Heart the Herald Angels Sing would be my favorite. Oh. Just beautiful, especially in like a, well, in a church setting, like, going, you know, um, Church of England schools and everything, like those big um, auditoriums where you have the most magnificent, um, you know, echo balance and everything. It can sound really beautiful. Do you have a, a favorite of the way? Hands down, um, what's this from Tim Burton's oh. Nightmare Before Christmas? Oh. Very good. I like that. That's a good pick. All right. Which do you like better, Scrooge or the Grinch? Ooh. Good question. Well, both of them have such good, you know, moral stories to them. To be honest, I didn't grow up with Dr. Zeus particularly in the UK. We had, you know, one of our other, um, you know, childhood specials would be Roald Dahl. So, you know, Matilda and the Twits and things like that. So those yeah. are the books I grew up with. Um, of course, it Jim Carrey's version of the Grinch's epic, epic performance. Um, I feel though, I, I have to lean towards Christmas Carol, Scrooge story. Both of them, again, great themes um, about, you know, forgiveness and forgetting of the past and, you know, looking for the future and, moving ahead but i think yeah christmas carol would be my my favorite between the two same i think i think the i think there's there's depths in that story that we don't often sort of go into but archetypally it's just such a beautiful story and has and has so much depth uh not that grinch the grinch doesn't i just i identify more with 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 what catherine is saying which do you like better, clear lights or colored? Clear. Clear. Love clear. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Snowball fight. If I'm winning a snowball fight, <laughs> <laughs> ample fortress snowball fight. <laughs> Would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper or not? Terrible. Terrible. I feel Terrible. that. My years in retail who still do not come to my uh <laughs> in those moments. So yeah. By the end of it all, I might like, I've cracked this, but there's already seven or eight terribly wrapped gifts. So it's always more costly in tape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Don't the worst for gift bags, right? <laughs> gift bags, absolutely. A nice colored tissue paper. <laughs> Last question. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? And what does it look like? don't not anything that's particular I have ugly sweaters <laughs> for lying around the house and I've got yeah a puppy right now that likes to take delight in eating my clothing um but nothing that's particularly Christmas themed yeah yeah okay do you sport a Christmas I, sweater I no I have a Christmas onesie that is a yeti 
Um, it is a full-on white Yeti. And it reminds me of, I guess, the Yeti or the, the bad guy in um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, yeah, that's what I wear. Very good. All right, you did it. There's a villain the theme. Test. You answered all the questions. <laughs> Perfect. What do we get? What's our prize? Yeah, going to keep making great movies. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming and talking with us. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And so uh, do you want to each share yours, like social medias or anything like that? Sure. Um, I always feel that mine seems so pretentious when I say it but I suppose that we just say the at and then yeah. what it is. Okay. Right. <laughs> Don't judge me based on my, uh, I've got quite a common last name. I'm like basically on IMDb, Catherine Davis, the eighth, literally. Um, oh. But my uh, Instagram, that's the word, is at the T-H-E underscore Catherine, K-T-H-R-Y-N underscore Davis, D-A-V-I-S. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, if you're hearing me type away, it's because I have to find it. Um, <laughs> uh, my at is Olivier, O-L-I-V-I-E-R-J, Renaud, R-E-N-A-U-D. Um, and my website is also my first name, last name, OlivierRenault.com. Uh, and we'll have that all in the description. So thank you so much to both of you and you hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas. Thank Merry you. Christmas. <laughs> it's great to meet you both. Bye. Thank you. Seeing you, Ollie, as well. All the best. Good to see you, too. Happy holidays, everyone. Make sure you catch Christmas on Fifth Avenue on Up TV, and they have over 500 hours of holiday programming. And Christmas on Fifth Avenue has already aired, but it's going to be replaying throughout the holiday season. So you make sure to catch it. And there's hundreds of original and family favorite holiday movies and shows as part of Up TV's Merry Movie Christmas. Go to uptv.com for airtimes you think you really enjoy it. I really did. So we'd like to thank Catherine and Olivier for coming on the podcast. It was so much fun to get to talk with them. I really had a good time with this one. I hope you did too, watching and listening and let us know what you think. If you got to see it, what did you think? And what'd you think of our interview? I always like kind of diving deep into these movies and getting the process and learning about what it was like behind the scenes. It's just fun. And uh, so make sure you're following the podcast, the Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us so much. And it only takes a second of your time and it would really, really be beneficial to the podcast. So please leave your five-star reviews on iTunes. And then also, if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is a lot of fun. And we have our patron watch along of Christmas town uh, with director David Weaver coming up on the 16th. And also we have our merch store, which has tons of holiday inspired designs and uh, other fun designs for the hardy postable uh, hallmark fan in your life so please take a look at that we would so appreciate it and thanks so much to everybody and we'll talk to y'all later bye merry christmas